Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, November 30th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. It is good to be back. Uh, didn't have a show last week due to the Thanksgiving break and travel periods there. Uh, hope everyone had a great holiday, though, and you um, got to reflect with family or loved ones and get together with people and uh, cherish what you are thankful for on the year. Uh, we will talk about the 2021 holiday season on today's show, along with the most recent trending news stories. Today, November 30th, is also Giving Tuesday and Travel Deal Tuesday. Maybe you found some great deals out there between Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and now today's Travel Deal Tuesday. Uh, but I hope you consider giving and doing something nice for someone out there this holiday season. Always important to give back and thank people who are close to you or do something nice for someone you don't even know at all. So that's my two cents out there. Hope everyone has a fantastic holiday period. And we've got a fun show today. Joining me now is Chad Burt, co-founder of Outside Agents. Welcome to the show, Chad. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hey, Eric. Glad to be here. A little bit about me. Um, serial entrepreneur. I've been doing, jeez, uh, I started my first business in fourth grade. <laughs> so this is kind of uh, what I do. Uh, me and my cousin bumped into each other, you know, obviously when we were young. And uh, about 20 years ago, started this Outside Agents thing. And uh, it's panned out pretty good. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, you guys are doing well. So uh, Chad and I are going to discuss the outlook for the 2021 holiday travel season. Happy Hanukkah, everyone, to those who celebrate. That began this week. We've got Christmas, Kwanzaa, and New Year's Eve uh, still to come on the year. This time of year is always big for travel. But before we get there, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with the new uh, Omicron variant. It has prompted international destinations now to update safety measures and travel bans on Southern African nations, first found and reported in South Africa. A lot of places made um, travel restrictions, travel bans. Most notably, um, the UK is now requiring self-isolation period upon arrival. So all international arrivals must take a PCR test on their second day and self-isolate until they receive a negative test result. Uh, this is just a temporary thing for now, so we'll see how long that last, I think they plan to recheck it in a few weeks. Uh, the World Health Organization, though, and also ASTA, they criticized the travel bans. And uh, the World Health Organization saying that they're not necessary, that countries shouldn't overreact to the new variant until it can be studied more thoroughly. The White House issued similar travel ban on South Africa and other Southern African nations. Uh, but they insisted that they do not anticipate any additional travel restrictions, uh, with President Biden saying that people should be concerned, but they should not panic. So, Chad... As a travel advisor, so much has happened for you guys, you know, in the industry as a whole in the last 20 months here. What, what's your take? How have things been for your business over the last year? And, you know, as we looked like we were headed out of this pandemic and now another variant pops up, what are your overall thoughts? Love to hear it. Okay. So first of all, uh, this, this year has been the best year in history for outsideagents.com. We had four times as many agents sell a million dollars or more than ever in history. We've also sold six times the number of world cruises we've ever sold in history. So there's demand out there. The big division amongst the consumers is really their perception of the situation as opposed to the actual situation, right? Confusion breeds fear. And so we stay away from things that we're fear, uh, afraid of. So when they do these hard lockdowns like this, from my perspective, I think it's a show of strength and certainty on the uh uh, or it's an effort to show strength and certainty by that government that, to show everybody they have it under control. It's all good and it'll be fine in a couple of weeks. What I'm really liking, Eric, is that they're not doing open-ended lockdowns. Open lockdown for as long as it takes. That freaks people out. <laughs> I don't want to get locked down anywhere. 
for right. an indefinite period of time. So definitely there's a concern. And what we're finding is that uh, change is the new constant. Okay, Consumers are getting used to the fact that they may have to adjust their plans. And uh, from that perspective, it makes it a lot easier on us. You're going to have that small population that's going to have that knee-jerk reaction, cancel everything and run away. The rest of them are going to turn to their travel agent and say, hey, what's really going on? And that's where we have an opportunity to really shine and deliver value for our clients. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the advisor is key to the industry. And if you're not using one to my uh, consumer listeners out there, if you're not using one, make sure that uh, you find, find yourself one uh, trap. They're, uh, they're invaluable as I've discussed time and time again on this show. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, international travel with all this, I, I I'm with you. I understand you that the countries are going to have to do what they feel is best at this time right now. I don't think lockdowns and, and bans are the answer right now. Uh, they, they haven't really stopped it before. So we, we're trying it again, but you know, that's what they feel is best. Uh, you've also got now the European Union proposing a nine-month expiration on vaccines for visitors. So I think international travel recovery is still going to continue to delay. You know, I, I had, I think I said the last show, you know, I had high hopes for summer of 2022, and, and I still do. Uh, obviously, you know, the demand is there, as you said. Your business is doing, it's done really well for 21. So I'm, I'm still hopeful that things will get, you know, back to quote-unquote normal times, you know, a, a year from now and everything. But, you know, we're still going to see domestic travel is going to keep soaring. And that was shown in a recent Travel Weekly survey, our, our sister site over uh, as part of the North Star Travel Group. Um, travel Weekly put together a survey, the annual thing they do, and this year they found that domestic travel has outsold international tourism for the first time in 17 years due to yeah. issues navigating the different border entry requirements and closures and all that. So, Chad, uh I'd love to get your thoughts on this. How, how can travel advisors best capitalize on the growing interest around domestic travel? Or do you think, you know, maybe the focus should still be for them uh, to sell places like Mexico and the Caribbean that they might be able to get more commission on? What, what are your thoughts there? It, you know, it's funny you bring that up. Way at the beginning of this, I wrote an article called Penny Jar. Like I said, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time and I know I need to eat. Okay. So sometimes I want to sell Cadillacs, but if all I can sell is my used tricycle, I'm going to sell that. Okay, so we started to sell domestic, not for the value of the transaction, but rather to stay in front of our clients. So they knew that we were there to help them out. And we were making dimes and nickels, but dimes and nickels count. But more importantly, the gold in that equation was staying in front of the, the, the clients and letting them know that we had a value that they didn't really see before necessarily. So from my perspective, this surge in domestic travel has been a huge opportunity to engage with clients that we might not have otherwise engaged with. First, second, we have to realize that travel is a progressive disease, okay? It starts off with that two night little jaunt down to wherever, turns in three night, five night, seven night, et cetera. So if my client wants to go to Clearwater, Florida for a few nights, I'm gonna help them out. Is that gonna be the focus of my brand positioning in the market space? No, you know, I, I'm gonna make sure they know that I, that's one of the things I do. I might feature some nice promotions domestically, but I'm always going to try to tie that to their next purchase. I want to prime the market space, right? So that they're ready for that next step. Obviously, especially for families right now, Mexico and the Caribbean is where they want to go. It has a little, just a little, little uh, exotic kind of flair to it, a little touch, right? But it's not out in that danger zone across the Atlantic. Again, this is about perceptions. So if I can help, you know, show people that uh, a step is okay, so two steps might be okay, so three steps might be okay, then I can get them to Europe eventually. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, the, the domestic is where a lot of people are 
are focused on right now. And we'll see that too, again, with this holiday season coming up as we'll touch on some of the destinations where people are going to be heading you know, later in the show and everything. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a very valuable thing for travel advisors to do is to just, like you said, get in front of the clients and then, you know, build that relationship, make that connection and, you know, develop things on into the future when the travel boom does, you know, explode even more. So I think that's and, great. And real quick, I just want to toss yeah. in, you know, 20 years, right? So we've been there, done that, got the t-shirt on in a lot of things. We know how to manage bad situations. We were born in a bad situation. Hand to God, honest truth. When we started this, we had $10.62. I'm not kidding. We had to get rid of the water cooler. Okay, why? The Great Recession. What we discovered, and I'm going to use the word here. You might have to edit it out, but uh, I'm going to call it the dang it Disney effect. Okay? <laughs> we all know what I meant to say, but the dang it Disney effect. And that's when a husband or wife looks at the, at the spouse after a really frustrating period of time and says, dang it, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> they don't care. They just want to go someplace together and have what? an experience together. They don't care about the mouse. I'm sorry, Disney. I'm saying they want the experience. So this dang it Disney effect is occurring now and, and we need to take advantage of it. Listen and get our clients what they want. And if it's domestic, let's do that. That's a short-term play though. Position it strategically in your mind is a step towards the bigger and better things. Yeah, I think that is fantastic stuff there, Chad. Um, in other destination news, to kind of wrap up what's happening in destination-wise, new travel advisories were announced for some popular places, such as do not travel levels for Germany, Denmark, and Iceland. Jamaica was issued a level three. Reconsider travel. Again, these are just uh, recommendations based upon the, the, the State Department. So you take it as a recommendation. Talk to your travel advisor, though, is my my key advice on that. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, though, as far as, you know, do not travel levels and everything like there. There is good news out there. Hawaii is planning to lift many coronavirus-related restrictions starting tomorrow, December 1st. You can expect meetings and events to pick up more in Hawaii as capacity levels and social distancing requirements are being lifted. We've also got New Zealand set a tourism reopening date. Finally, uh, they're looking at April 30th, 2022 is their target right now. I really hope that sticks and doesn't change. Um, Chad, is there any particular place out there that's been closed off for a while that you know you can't wait to get back to or that you're hearing from clients that they can't wait to get back to? So, so a couple ones that popped up on my radar that, that I hadn't expected. Uh, one, I was scheduled to go to Israel. Obviously, that just got canceled. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just pushing it back a month. It's not too big of a deal. It's okay. So, but that I, I want to draw attention to the fact that, that there's actual lockdown and the perception of lockdown. There's a lot of confusion. Okay, it's one of the reasons why through our partnership with uh, Avalon Waterways and Sherpa, we deployed a tool for the for agents to go look up uh, the most current state issued warnings and whatnot, so they can have an authoritative source, so we can separate the perceived lockdowns from the actual lockdowns. And as far as where people, you know, popping up on the radar, I didn't expect uh, Tahiti, Bora Bora, the islands down there, huge draw, right? It's a bucket list item. There's a relative, there's a perception of relative safety because it's, you know, pretty isolated, pretty remote, you know, that kind of thing. And again, the dang it Disney effect, you know, I had my vacation stolen from me. Now I'm going to get even by going where I wanted to go. So I'm going to Tahiti. You know, so some of yeah. these destinations are coming up on people's radar because uh, they were told they can't. What is that? Pandora's box or whatever. It, it's, you know, you can't go there. So where do you want to go? there <laughs> you know what I, mean? right. um, I just found out a year and a half ago i'm a diabetic i've never had a sweet tooth in my life now what do i crave sweets mm. sometimes when you're told you can't have something that's what right. you want so those kind of destinations are definitely on the radar 
Yeah, for me, it's New Zealand, as I I'd hinted at that before. I, I can't wait to get there. I've never been, so it's always been, you know, it goes back to what you said, bucket list destination, and there's the, the big travel, going big, go big or go home mindset. I think we're going to really see that in 2022, and especially 23, once, you know, we finally get, like, the word travel restriction is, like, just not a common phrase anymore. You know, I can't, I cannot wait for that, man. <laughs> I'm so Actually, excited Eric, for that. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. I just have to share this with you, okay? Um we keep on talking about when it's going to get back to normal and the, this, you know, the standard and the way it used to be and so on. I, I want to tell people it's never going to be the same again. Oh, yeah. I we agree. are in our normal. This is normal. It's a dynamic, fluid, changing environment. It always has been. It's just, we've had more attention drawn to it. So I would encourage agents to just accept that, you know, we're going to go over insurance requirements from the spelling of your name. We're going to make sure you know that there might be a, a virus there. We're going to do all the standard recitals that we've always done. We're just going to add one more checkbox to our list. That's all we're doing. Making sure they understand the potential restrictions. So the more we normalize it in our minds, the more it'll be acceptable to our consumers. You know, dog smells fear, right? Uh, we're mammals. <laughs> so we can sense off of other people that they have concerns. About so the more we normalize this in our minds, the better we're going to be able to serve our clients. Yeah, I think I think that's really good. Uh, you know, I, I think as far as, you know, the future is something to look forward to and just not having mm -hmm. those extra steps. Eventually, those extra steps are going to go away. And that's what I am looking forward to. How long we that's going to take, we don't know. So I think that is great insight to make sure that, you know, you just accept that this is part of the process right now. And traveling is a bit different, but you know, roll with the punches and it can still be done and it can still be done safely. So yes, uh, one 100%. thing that people will not have to adjust to uh, as far as uh, we know at this point um, is any sort of vaccine mandate necessary for domestic flights, as we've touched on a few times in this episode. Now we've got recent news coming out of last week is U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said he's not pushing. There's there's no push for a vaccine mandate anymore. So good news there, you know, just as uh, the Justice Department is saying it will prioritize prosecution of crimes on flights. Uh, another stand against the unruly passengers. So that's kind of what's going on in the airline news sector there. Chad, do you have any thoughts on that? Have your clients run into any, or you or your clients, have, have they run into any disruptive passengers? You know, hopefully not. I hope that is a trend that will, you know, eventually can go away, but probably well, won't. I, I'm going <laughs> to share with you my actual thoughts on that. <laughs> it is. Um, I think as a society, we've become entirely over-entitled. Um, and I think it's being reflected on airplanes. Uh, they have an opinion, and they're going to make sure everybody knows it. I, I'd like, I had a situation on a flight going back from Germany where I, I came very close to helping a gentleman understand what decorum is, okay? People need to just calm down a little bit. It's not that hard. I understand the masks are uncomfortable. I understand you don't like being told what to do. I get it. And I understand you have rights, fact is you're required by law to wear pants <laughs> wear your pants it's not that hard okay so as we look at this you know the unruly passenger and stuff look i've never been a big fan of three strike laws okay because you tell somebody we're going to throw you in the you know, jail for 100 years it's not real to them making absolute mandates while it looks good on paper i believe may cause more problems than it's worth because people are going to start lying about it. So I do a lot of internet security work. Okay? That's my background from years and years ago. 
here's what I know. They're selling vaccine cards online for $1,500 yep. a pop and people are buying them. It's not because people are idiots. It's they're very good copies. So what we're going to do with these mandates is force people to lie. So we have to be careful about that. I see both sides of the equation. I don't know the exact solution, but I'd rather put people in, a, in an environment where they feel naturally inclined to comply because it's a good thing to do as opposed to, I'm going to, you know, find you a hundred bucks. Yeah. We did not see people uh, comply a little bit um, last week as one. Uh, I think that's a holiday time too. I, I, I've mm -hmm. seen it, you know, been here with Travel Pulse for a few years now and every holiday season there's always a bit of a ramp up of the naughty passengers and you know we saw that last week of the Thanksgiving time and one passenger had to um, stop another passenger and they stopped him with zip ties so it's you know it's not always you know the flight attendant or uh, any crew member or airport person sometimes another passenger comes in and I guess I don't want to say saves the day is, is the right phrase there because you know as a passenger you probably shouldn't be doing that but um, you know hey yeah, okay, guess. let me just share another thing with you. Then you might have to edit it out. But I wanted to tell you a theory I've had for well, most of my career. Okay, So the TSA, by its own studies, is not particularly effective. I won't cite the numbers. I'm, I, I want to be nice. But we, have, we have touched on that before. Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe for a long time, instead of making sure that nobody has a weapon when they get on board, I think they ought to hand you a sandwich and a taser. <laughs> so there's not a problem. First person who stands up, that problem's solved. <laughs> not literally, but you get the uh, idea. Yeah. We just make it natural and normal for people to behave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people can. Some people could not handle that. That is for sure. Yeah, Especially, yeah, obviously, I was speaking figuratively. It's yeah, just yeah. I want to make it natural and normal for people to be good people. It's not that hard. It's not. Yeah, I, there are good people out there. Contrary to what a lot of people want to say, there are good people. Just this past week, uh, got rear-ended, mm -hmm. and the situation turned out fine. Good people. Everything was good. So yeah, there are good people. It just kind of reaffirmed my faith of you know that there are good people in this world, and if you find those people latch on to them and hopefully that you can see them in the holiday season and hopefully you just saw them at yes. Thanksgiving or maybe you'll see them uh, because it's coming um, New Year's or, or Christmas time if you celebrate that but you know we did as we wrap up here of what is trending is, is now the holiday time and we're going to segue into our holiday travel talk Thanksgiving saw uh, pandemic era records we had nearly 21 million travelers took to the skies during the Thanksgiving mm -hmm. traveling travel period which the TSA defines as the Friday before Thanksgiving on through the Sunday after Thanksgiving and the Sunday after Thanksgiving is usually the biggest day in travel. Um, we saw November 28th this past Sunday, 2.45 million travelers and went through TSA checkpoints, which was a pandemic era record, uh, which broke the record that they set the Wednesday, um, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So a lot of travelers took to the skies over this past week, which was a great sign for the industry. Right, Chad? You know, uh, did you send a lot of clients this past Thanksgiving? Um, oh, Lord, yes. And, and I'll tell you this. Uh, domestic era, we, we do it, but we don't like it. <laughs> we don't like it. You know, it's a high, high risk, low reward product, right? Yeah, for that, yeah. But we're in front of our clients. We're helping them out. We get them where they want to go. And yeah, it went through the roof. It went through the roof. Look, for years, we've told agents, you have two ears for a reason. Okay? Use them. You got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more than you talk. If you listen to your client and you understand what, they, what you want and you go get it, they'll buy it from you. Okay, so, so a lot of this domestic travel, this near-term stuff has been relationship building and relationship management. But yeah, our domestic travel over the holiday season was nearly, I want to say 38% higher than it was uh, in 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you think that Christmas, uh, do you think Christmas to New Year's holiday will be 
even bigger than what we saw from uh, Thanksgiving here, the 2.45 million for TSA. You think it could get higher at Christmas time? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, so here's what I'm thinking is happening. You know, I mentioned earlier we're mammals, right? Part of that is the, you know, that herd mentality. Um, nobody moves until one person jumps, right? So now consumers are starting to see their friends, family, peers, Facebook friends, all that kind of stuff, travel and live, and, you know, return safely. So now they're becoming more and more empowered. I believe that what we saw on Thanksgiving will be echoed and amplified uh, here for the holiday, you know, Christmas holiday season because of that increased sense of confidence in the consumers. You know, we've been telling our agents throughout the pandemic, all you need to do is pick and post, man, take pictures and post you traveling. That's, that's what people need to see. The agents who have done that have seen a corresponding increase in business. So I think if we extrapolate, you know, that, that anecdotal information to the larger population, I would anticipate uh, sales acceleration to, to far exceed what we saw for Thanksgiving. Yeah, the industry definitely needs that as they continue. It's you know, the quest for a strong bounce back here. Um, you Absolutely. know, we talked uh, destinations and teased that a little bit. So what are some of the U.S. and international destinations that you think will be among the top spot for travelers throughout the rest of the holiday season and into uh, Christmas and New Year's? Okay, so I've got two two thoughts on that, or two qualifiers. Okay, um, you know, multi generational travel is through the roof right now. And grandma and grandpa realized that they almost didn't get see the kids that extra time. They, they realized that time is precious, and what they want are experiences. Okay, so they have to be at place X or place Y. They prefer X, but they'll do Y. But they want the experience. So multi generational travel is is a Big, big thing. Then in terms of uh, you know, domestic destinations and whatnot, we have blown out every record we've ever had by double digits with the theme parks and, and whatnot here in Florida. Um, so theme parks can be huge because they address that multi-generational, potentially address that multi-generational experience. Um, brings everybody together. It's a larger transaction and there's a perception of safety. I can't tell you what an amazing job our theme partners have done, theme park partners have done in addressing the pandemic. So obviously that's a huge, huge hit. Uh, I mean, bonus to the industry. Also, self-guided tours have been very popular. And so what we're doing is assembling those more complex components for them. And then they can go get the details, you know, a car here and that kind of stuff and kind of customize that basic package. So they have a package from a great vendor and they just tack on a few things. And that's where the agent really shines is in customizing that experience. So uh, state parks, regional parks, theme parks, all that have been through the roof. I will caution you about this though. Uh, go to the national parks. Some of those places are pretty crowded. Uh, a lot of reports have been that yeah. it's uh, almost untenably so. <laughs> so book your clients, encourage them to, to go after some uh, uh, higher level accommodations, spend a couple extra bucks so that you can really get the benefits and the experiences you want from going out to a state park or theme park. Yeah, the theme parks have, have been have been booming for sure. Um, Allianz Travel Insurance, they released their top destinations uh, for the holiday season, and Orlando came in at number three. No surprise mm -hmm. there. Um, Seattle was number two for them. Uh, this is for domestic, obviously, uh, which was a bit of a surprise for me, I guess. And uh, then New York was number one, which is no surprise at all. Internationally, they uh, uh, Mexico swept the top three. Cancun, number one. Cabo, number two. And Puerto Vallarta, number three. 
Uh, Jamaica came in at um, Montego Bay at uh, number four. But you can check out the full list of all that over on TravelPulse.com. But that's a little sample of where some the most popular places are, are heading. But no surprise, though, that, you know, internationally, it's Mexico is dominating the scene for uh, holiday travel for Americans. Eric, you, you brought some delight. I think it's really important. Seattle surprised you. Surprised. What I'm finding is that... Uh, People are willing, willing and eager to go to that second pick or third pick. Okay, it's almost a safer bet for them. Okay, and so what they're finding is that these places are just as magical as the other place. They just hadn't paid enough attention to it before. I just got back from Seattle, blew my mind. Love oh yeah, the place. I went there a few years ago and I absolutely love it. So I mean, it's a great yeah. destination to be. I just kind of surprised me. It was at two ahead of Orlando for three, but I think that's more of what I meant by surprise. So I'm not surprised that it's a. It's, I know it's a top de- travel destination, but yeah, I think that's a great. That's a great point. A lot of people are saying, you know, maybe I'll skip out on. Um, LA or San Francisco is always so popular and maybe I'll try something else different if you're thinking West Coast wise for for Seattle uh, Portland's also a great town out there in West um, I'm going to San Diego next week uh, for the first time so I'm looking forward to to that as well as you know Funny talking about San second Diego. picks and stuff you know yeah I'm born and raised in California mission San Diego uh, the central California Central Coast you're probably too young to remember but Bugs Bunny should have hung a left at Albuquerque because it wasn't Pismo Beach Anyway, old cartoon. Point being, um, we're seeing a surge in the small little Central Coast community because they're afraid of L.A. They're afraid of San Francisco, too many people. But it's a really cute, nice place to go. So it's one of those things that aren't necessarily on your radar, but people are booking that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all about, you know, the changes up in travel and how how the pandemic has um, changed and how, you know, the industry is adapting and how consumers are adapting and the choices that they make. So. Uh, one place that has to adapt and change a whole lot over the past 20 months here is the cruise industry. So how do you think uh, your, your, your email is um, chat at I want a cruise.com. So I know you're big on cruising. So uh, how do you think the holiday season will shape up for the cruise industry? Um, obviously there's challenges. Uh, primary, you know, the, the big one among them is, is kids. Um, I've got a 10 and a 12 year old and you know, we're all parents. We all make decisions, you know, for our kids. So some kids are vaccinated, some aren't, some are waiting, et cetera. So that's really going to affect the cruise lines. Why? Because the cruise lines are doing a better job at managing this pandemic than any other sector of the industry. They are absolutely amazing in what they're doing. Uh, I just did a cruise out of Alaska. I had to test before I got there. I had to show that I was vaccinated. was tested when I boarded. And then when I got to the gangway, my temperature was checked. My temperature was checked twice a day. The crew is uh, tested every single day. I mean, there is no cleaner spot in the world. I agree. To be <laughs> on a cruise ship. The vaccination thing with the kids is going to be a challenge. So what I'm finding is this. People are booking the heck out of cruises and they're booking higher categories than ever before. But there's definitely a differentiation between those with kids and those without. And the kids think it's going to affect that industry for a little while. But I guarantee you, there, there's going to be a boom in cruises. What I'm seeing is per diem, so it's, you know, amount of money they're spending per person per day, jump by uh, 36.5%. People are going to pay dearly to get on those cruises, and they're going to be happy to do it. So, and I will tell you this: I have just—I'm on my own personal mission uh, to tell people <laughs> that if you're going to do a cruise, do it now. So there's not going to be any availability. 
Okay, look, I'm just going to share this with you. I made these little masks, right? I don't know if you can see it. Okay, but it says, uh, this is my vacation face, and it's got a smile. Oh, that's nice, yes. And it starts conversations. And I tell everybody I can, look, if you think you want to cruise at all, ever, <laughs> book it now, right now. Do not wait, because <laughs> yeah. the prices are going to go through the roof, and availability is going to go through the floor. Right, yeah, they're not, they're not a full capacity right now either, so kind of, at times it might feel like you have the whole ship to yourself. So I've been on three cruises this year, and I've absolutely loved awesome? Yeah, Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, with, I'm, I love river cruising more than I do ocean cruising, So the, I, and I did a river cruise uh, at the end of um, August and everything, and there'd be less people on that, obviously, because of pandemic and everything going on. But in general, there are always less people on river cruises than ocean cruises, and the ocean cruises I did this year had less people, and I was like, man, I... Maybe I like ocean cruising more than river cruising now, but then, you know, the mindset is always, you know, there's a little less people. So that's well, now's a good this. time to go. I'm with you on that. I'll tell you this. Um, I am the che- cheapest man in the state of Florida. Ask my wife. Okay. I'm frugal to the nth degree. I will tell you this. I've said more than once over the past six months, I would pay extra for this kind of uh, occupancy. I would pay double to travel at half capacity. I, I truly would. <laughs> so it's been that that awesome. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that too. I think a, a cruising, I mean, there are passionate cruisers out there and we've already seen mm-hmm. them come back and return and they're booking for future stuff. And like, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the cruise industry is, is set for a boom and it'll just take some time to get there with all these requirements that are still in place. Mm-hmm. But once those lift, you know, you're going to see a lot of people who, you know, aren't comfortable with the idea of having to do everything that you had to do for Alaska there with all those extra steps and the masks and the temperatures and the testing and everything. Once that's done, there's people that are regularly cruise are, are going to go back in droves as well. And, and that'll be a good thing for the industry. And, and obviously for travel advisors too, because they, you know, predominantly book majority of the cruises out there. So make sure you work with a advisor. If you've never done a cruise before, or even if you have done a cruise before, you're going to get a lot more benefits working with an advisor. So part Absolutely. of uh, yeah, part of the holiday time is spent on reflecting over the past year and also looking ahead to the next. So as we wrap up this show here, Chad, uh, what is your take here for uh, travel advisors? How much reflection should they do on 2021 and as they transition into uh, the following year of 2022? And uh, are there any things that advisors could do now in the holiday season to kind of help prep and prepare themselves uh, for the next year? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to put it like this. Uh, do not listen to me. <laughs> Don't. Okay. Hear me, but then think it through. You, you use the word reflect. I'm going to use the word rethink. As a business owner, you must, I'm saying you must rethink what you're doing. It's not doubting yourself. It's not rehashing things. It's not a waste of time. What it is, is information is constantly coming in at you, Right. You have to review that information and reflect, rethink about it, see how it applies to you now and in the future. Do you know if you're right or wrong now? Of course not. You won't know until you get there, right? But you must rethink yourself. And if you look through your brand, your marketing, communication, your operations, all that kind of stuff, and you say, wow, I am perfect. I can get no better. First of all, I, I want to question you. My extension's 210. Give me a call because I've never seen a perfect business. But second of all, um, if you're not rethinking, I think that you're doing yourself harm. Not, not, not just a disservice. You're, you're harming yourself because 
you, you have a process, you have a methodology, you have a mindset. And if it's fixed and rigid, it will break eventually. 100%, I guarantee you. Look, what do we learn in, in, in science? Our architecture, for example, right? You build a tall building that originally tried to make it so rigid it wouldn't break. And they found out that it'd break every time. So what they did is they designed the building to flex and move just a bit. And all of a sudden, we had skyscrapers going up hundreds of stories. So I would advise advisors to not listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. Think it over. See if it applies to you. Talk to your friends. Talk to the people who always disagree with you. Okay? Invite criticism from others. Okay? Think like a scientist. Okay? A scientist does what? They put their heart and soul into an experiment. And they get this information. They get the results, right? And then what do they do? They publish it for peer review. They publish it for criticism. They want to be proven wrong because in being proven wrong, they find out what is right. So in a similar vein, it's imperative in 2022 that you rethink what you do. I wasn't trying to rhyme, but I was saying it's imperative that you think it through. Okay, Here's the thing. There's a billion gurus out there right now. It happens after every crisis. Everybody comes out with you know, the holy grail, the answer, the secret sauce, everything you've been looking for, right? Why? Because they could no longer do what they were doing. They're, they're going to tell you how to do what they couldn't do, generally speaking. Okay? So as you listen to these gurus, there's plenty of them out there that have great information. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear, you know, seven things to do to be a millionaire in 22 and follow it step by step. Eric, I promise you, I guarantee you that if there were seven steps to become a millionaire travel agent, I promise you I would have written that book. I would have published it and I would not be here today. Okay. There is no guaranteed way to do this. So rethink. You must rethink. Excellent insight, Chad. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Had a fantastic time talking travel with you. Uh, any um, closing thoughts or uh, how can people reach out to you if they have questions or follow you on social media, all, all that good stuff, anything you want to plug, go for it. Oh, sweet. Okay, so outsideagents.com. Outsideagents, with an S, dot com. Here's something really important. Uh, 866-208-5604. I'm extension 210. My business partner, Steve, he's extension 312. Folks, we're one of the top largest agencies in the nation with over 6,000 agents. Every single one of our agents has our extension, our personal cell phone. Give me a call. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not afraid to talk. And I'm happy to rethink anything with anybody. Love it. Thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in this week. No show next week because I'll be traveling. So uh, be sure to subscribe and uh, share and uh, post this around. And I really appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. 